Hi and welcome to another episode of One and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Excellent. How are you going? Yeah, good. Really good. Besides this downpour, I mean, it's not. It, it's good that we're having the downpour, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh well. What, what what a big day, yeah. Big day today. About just uh, a bit more than an hour ago. What a big day. What's the news? And people are rushing to get into the Ukraine, mate. They're rushing. They're rushing. They're rushing to get there. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh, it's sad. So it has started. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Horrible. You don't really know. What do you say? Going to war. Going to war. You know, it's funny. I was even talking to a guy today from Germany and um, he said, no, look, you know, it'll probably happen, but if it does, it'll probably be two or three weeks away. And I was like, what is it with the mindset of the people from over there? Like even they were saying on the news this morning that even the people there were just, they said, um, we're not panicking because... We don't think it's really going to happen. Well, here we are. It's, I just saw uh, it on the news. It's, it's not funny, but it's funny. I, I just watching the news and they had a camera trained on the middle of Kiev where they're supposed to be bombing. There's no bombs, but there's all these cars driving in one direction. And I said to Crystal, I said, mate, traffic is normal. No one's panicking over there. She said, well, all them, are, they're all the ones escaping. I said, no, but there's a bloke going the other way. And there was one car driving back the other way. (laughs) Forgot to turn the iron off. That's a bloke going to record it. uh, I don't know. It's very sad, mate. It's very, very very sad. No good for anyone. But um, at the same time, there's wars going on all all around the world at any given time that we don't even know about or we don't pay any attention to. So um, hopefully... We've got very limited information, but really, for me, uh, 2014, he he went into Crimea, Putin. Nobody said anything. Now he's going to go into here. They're going to put a few sanctions, and he's he's saying he's it's not a war. He's just trying to get into two territory. Exactly same story as Crimea. He's going to do the same story of of people who don't want to be part of Ukraine anymore and be part of him. He's mm-hmm. uh, Russia. And uh, he's going to do exactly the same thing. And I think that the rest of the world is going to watch it. He's playing a bloody good game. I said it last po- podcast. But uh, the Ukraine thing is a big thing because Ukraine's been fighting to get into NATO. Yeah, that's the real and, reason. And, and NATO, if they were to get it, would have really been, um, you know, circling around that southern part of Russia. And now he's, he's taking that. He's trying to really uh, get a bridge from Russia to Crimea because if he gets that, he's got land, territory straight away into the sea. That is huge strategy, you know? Mm. So, so we don't know. And, and, and this is a funny thing. And if you were leading a country like Russia and you know you have to, you have to be at war or doing something heavy to be popular, well, you have to do it. And, and also, if you, if you can tell people, listen, I've asked NATO to promise me they're not going to put the army in there, they're not going to put their force in, in, in Ukraine. They said, no, it's other this. If they don't want to talk to me, now I'm going to do something. That's... Yeah. He's playing chess. 
The point of he's view not I a heard. clever because he's gone into two areas that, like you said, are contested. And a lot of them want to break away from Ukraine and join back into the Russian, um, you know, uh, state. So he's doing it very tactically. He's like he's playing, or not like, he's playing chess with real lives. Yeah. It's very scary. I just heard a point of view. <coughs> Excuse me. I just heard a point of view on uh, they were American, so we'll take it with a grain of salt. But one of the unintended ramifications might be that if we don't, no one does anything this time. What's stopping China from invading Taiwan then? Yeah. And, you know, if we we're setting a precedent for a major power um, annexing more land, what, what is stopping the likes of China doing that? And then they tried to draw a bow to Iran. And then next thing, Iran will have a nuclear weapon. That's when Americans start being Americans again. But um, the lack of action here, could the, the ramifications don't really bear mm. thinking because you won't sleep real well at night if you... If it goes real pear shaped, so. And if you look at if you look at who's backing Russia and who's like on their side, it's China. Yeah. China's going, ladies. There's nothing oh. wrong with what he's doing. Yeah. Hey, Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. Well, Clive, Palmer. Clive Palmer. Oh, he's in trouble. Actually, I shouldn't speak ill of Clive because he's very ill at the moment. He just got rushed to hospital. So. Yes. You know, um, talking about Clive, I was looking at the news headlines and there was... Can we talk about I'm wine looking... for a second, just quickly? Because I need to yeah, drink. Yeah, 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 all right. Sorry, man. Just... That was the wine. That's just what we're doing it for. We're doing it for the wine. We're getting yeah. thirsty. Sorry, Chris. Huh? All right, you start, man. Uh, I have a Mounted Dam Vineyards Estate High Eden Chardonnay from the Eden Valley in South Australia. It's a 2018... Uh, it's a cool climate Chardonnay, which is interesting from South Australia because there's not a lot of cool climate down there. Um, I probably should have read the label before I bought it because it says there's a lot of French oak. I'm not a big fan of oaky Chardonnays, uh, but rated, again, for 40 bucks, rated very highly on the um, on the scale that we use. So we'll see how we go. Very good. Good. Chris? I've, uh, I've got an extremely rare bottle of wine today. Um, terrible. Here it goes. <laughs> you look it up on the internet for a rating, you won't ever find one. It's that rare. It's uh, they've put a lot of thought into the name. It's called Sunday. <laughs> and according to the label, the grape usually comes from the Pyrenees, but because of the uh, very bad grape season they had, Bendigo in Melbourne saved the day. And uh, delivered the wine. <laughs> so it's a 2020 Cabernet from Bendigo. Oh, wow. I know we're not um, competing, but can we start having a, just, a hey, punishment listen, for putting no something effort? That's not, you made us that good that people can't rate it. For putting right? no effort in whatsoever. And let, just, look, I just, if, if I happen to disappear, can you just call Rita and just see if I'm all right? I just, I don't know if it's wine or furniture polish. I just, I just don't know that yet. All right, so let's find out. Oh, that's so funny. Well, no, upon it... which it's true, we we get, we have to start our competition. But uh, we we're giving uh, Cam one last week now. The bottle doesn't arrive. He is going to have to be punished with a triple bottle, and the uh, bottle will have to be worth big big money. So he's got he's got now. Uh, some uh, Russian game at the door of uh, his Ukrainian. Hey, we're not uh, having jokes, game. mate. If I right. can't run my Ukrainian jokes, you uh, can't have yours, all right? <laughs> what about you, Louise? Okay, so what I have is a Petaluma Piccadilly Valley 2020 Chardonnay. That Didn't I had, we had like four weeks ago. No, we did it. Yeah, 100%. I bought it. We had that. 
Not this, not this vintage. Hundred percent. No. Hundred percent. We're gonna find it. That's all right. Ray Tide. Ray Tide. It's about it's uh, it's about the most expensive one Liquorland have, and I think it's a four point to two or a three. I don't think it was twenty twenty, but it anyway. Was. So South Australia, obviously. So apparently, um, encountered a warm and dry spring in twenty nineteen. So the warmer than average weather continued through to the summer. But look, basically, their overall um, yield was sixty percent lower than normal. Um, and if we've had it, you guys should know this. But the the Chardonnay um, yeah, barrels fermented in the in the new French oak barrels and matured on ye um, yeast leaves, and um, for seven months. So I don't know. I mean, I don't really love Chardonnay, but Cam seems to love it. And since I've been on here, I've experimented with it a few times. So I have a bit of experimentation. Next time, try experimenting with something we haven't experimented with before. Well, um, sure. we hey, haven't hey, don't start yet. I haven't. I'm being nice. I'm being nice. I've got the uh, MJ Becker wines, which is uh, Hunter Valley House. Uh, Megan and James, these people actually don't really grow their grapes there. What they do is that they do take grapes from wherever they can get. But mm -hmm. then where they really uh, master or, or they try to master is, is to... Uh, to make the best wine out of those grapes they get. And they get it from two places, uh, either around the Hunter Valley, uh, sometime a bit further, or from California. And they also make spirits. Bendigo. You ever go, you ever go to, to um, Roche, Roche the, 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 the estates there, Roche Estates, the house is there. Real, real good uh, service when it comes to trying the wine. But really, you're tasting stuff that you're going, hold on, this is not from here. And they actually blend sometimes a little bit of overseas grapes with here. It's just amazing what they're doing. Mm, mm, yeah, well, right. that's so let's let's try our wine and let's dig oh, in. Oh, Lou, man, you, you actually put some effort in this week, and you just, <laughs> we literally had it a month ago. I reckon. Cheers, guys, Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Actually, really nice. That's good too. Lovely. How's yours, Chris? Pretty good, actually. <laughs> Hasn't got a lot of a lot of legs to it, but it's, it's drinkable. Yeah. Listen, every single time we talk about a bad wine, I still remember the the, the one that Cam brought, which is the wine that's got no wine, and that was the most disgusting thing it ever. That was one of the greatest moments we've ever had on this podcast, man. Yeah. We couldn't get no, up no, off the floor. So much <laughs> I reckon I caught COVID from that day onwards and still not gone. I it think I started COVID. something though now because you go into bottle shops now and there's like 18 different zero alcohol wines. There. I've started something. I've started. That was good uh, engine coolant though. That, that hasn't made good. me try again. Chris, it's good to have you back, mate. I was a bit worried about you last week, but you're back full of boons, mate. You, you out of the COVID lockdown, mate. Out of the COVID. Recovered uh, from that COVID horrible cold. disease that's killed 0.000001% of people who get it, mate. That must have been scary for you at, at stages. Join, right. join how many, how many whales how many whales have we killed with masks and rat tests, do you reckon, so far? <laughs> I'm fucking serious, mate. They're now making yeah, us throw true. them all out. You don't need them. And as of tomorrow, the masks end. So poor Free oh. Willy. Free Willie's been locked up his whole life. He finally gets out. He's going to die because a face mask is going to choke him to death. All right. All right. All right. All right. Come on. Let's try. 
Let's, well, let's talk about something more about positive, that. like the war. Um, hey? No, no, let's let's move on from the war because I think we don't know as yet. We we've predicted stuff, we talk stuff, and we said, well, you know, it's a chess game. Now it's another chess moment. It's not for war, uh, but we don't know. It, it, Tell that to the people that are in it. Kiev, Kiev is getting like bombed somewhere around, and apparently they are far away from it. I don't know. Anyway, let's get onto our subject for the week. Louise, you want to introduce the subject? Yeah, sure. So our subject this week, we were talking about the people, obviously the last few weeks been talking about the awards. And obviously there's people that walked away that didn't win the awards. So we, we came up with the topic of can people change their ways? And if they can, what does it take to change their ways? So it's a pretty good topic. It's a deep topic. And um, I've certainly delved into it this week. So as I'm sure you guys have. Um, yeah, interesting. Interesting to hear what you guys have to say as well. Yeah, the, the, the topic was chosen mainly because of this. Right after the Wisebury Awards night, many people vouched uh, for next year. Many people sat next to their spouse and their spouse was, uh, were so inspired by the night and many people actually loved the uh, electric show that Vernick's chosen. Mm. And I don't know, maybe they felt the electricity is still going, but they decided I'm gonna do whatever I can to really win next year, right? The, the question is, isn't it the same thing as people who uh, commit to New Year's resolution? And, it's still my only line. I only have one line. You just and, and then don't get there. So this this is a subject to open. Uh, do people really change? Oh. Some. Some do, some don't. Some people will never change, yeah? <laughs> that's that's, a, uh, that's not a response. All right. So oh, it is. The question was, do people change? It's not a yes, no answer. How do they not... change and what do they do to change? That's to well, me. I think, yeah, I think the biggest the thing. You asked. I think the biggest thing for anyone to change is that there's got to be one of one of two things. Um, unfortunately, majority of the time for any big change comes after big pain. So large, large amounts of pain, hurt, suffering, whatever it may be. Um, usually takes a lot of people to change. There's a saying that says, if you want someone to um, not to change, don't hurt them. Um, and it goes for partnerships as well. People get, might get married and after years of abuse and so forth, um, there's a tolerance people can take and then they change and they want to go their own separate ways, right? Uh, so I think people, yes, people can definitely change. Unfortunately, the majority of the time it comes from, it comes from a, a major issue in their lives, whatever it may be, a death of a loved one, a, a disease that they've had to go through, a, a bankruptcy, wh whatever that may be. Um, uh, and then some people change for the gain of pleasure. I mean, we all do things in our lives for either one or the other, right? The gain of pleasure or the avoidance of pain. Um, and I think some people may change on the small side for the, 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 you know, the gain of pleasure. But mm. I think the majority of people, large change, uh, everlasting change will come from people having a huge revelation in life. Mm. How many, when was the awards on? Two weeks ago? Both of Feb, yeah. Still, okay. still getting over the hangover. How many people have gone back to doing exactly what they were doing before the awards night? The majority of them. Fair to, probably a fair call. It's anecdotal, right? It's we don't know, but um, and and to steal Thomas's analogy, who stole mine, it's no different to a um, New Year's resolution. It's no different to going and seeing Tony Robbins or going to see any rah-rah speaker and getting pumped up for 24 hours or 48 hours. But 
having the inspiration is one thing. Having the process, one having the process to go about change is is the other, and then having a real reason to do it is another. I mean, if if your only reason for change is to get a trophy on awards night, then the chances of that sustaining you through twelve months of hard slog is is slim, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. As as good as and as deadly as the awards are. Um, that's not a that's not a reason for change. So the majority of people, while they leave an awards night super pumped, yeah, give it a week, give it time for the euphoria to sit down. Especially depending on what environment they're going back into. You know, if you if you're going back into people who aren't inspired or mm. aren't on the same wavelengths, it's going to be very quick to be business as usual. I feel. Yeah, I think I think anybody can change, and I think the reason why because I disagree with what. You said, Cam, earlier where you said some people do change and some people don't. I think some people choose to change and some people don't change. I guess the thing is with people, why people have so much discomfort um, in changing is because it threatens our identity and our sense of self. And I think the three things that, well, if you, if you, if you look at what, um, what shapes us as human beings, it's our genetics it's our it's our environment you know and it's our experiences that we go through life that shape us but then we have our in-between qualities of a person which is like our our self-belief system I suppose and I guess it's not so much changing your personality because I think our personalities are who we are but it's about changing the underlying traits that we have which is our our self-belief system and how we how we think about things you know i'm reading an awesome book at the moment um, um think again adam grant and it says it's not about it's not about learning to think more it's about learning to to change the way we think you know what i mean and and i think that's a big part of the process as well sorry isn't that the most difficult part that you're talking about absolutely I mean, it's one thing to change the brand of a coffee that you're drinking it's a very very uh, different thing to say well now i've got one year to really change my entire way of thinking yeah. i mean i i work with people who say to me i want to change i want to change and they eight years down the road they're exactly the same they're doing exactly the same thing they vouch to do this to do that they vouch not to do this and do that anymore mm. it starts like this at the beginning and then they're exactly the same Mm, it's mm. a difference between want and need, right? So, right, yeah, yeah. The amount of people who say I want to change probably don't understand or don't fully accept that they need to change. Deep down, they think they're okay the way they are. And yes, well, it's all well and good to be. You could do this and you could do that, and if you just change this, you'd be okay. Deep down, those people are thinking, "Oh, yeah, that'd be nice if I could, but mm. do I need to?" Right? And until we I think until you understand the need for it, depending on what the change is, are we talking about change? Or are we talking about improving ourselves? Change is doing something different, right? Yeah. Completely different. In, improving on what you've already got is a different, I don't think that's changing. That's, that's working towards being better, but mm. different between want and need. Now, a lot of people, those eight year people, those 10 year people that have been doing the same thing day out and then come out of every, every session saying, oh, I'd like, I want to change still don't mm. think they need it because if you really thought you needed it, you'd do it. Yeah. Uh, I remember having a conversation with my brother-in-law once and it was around Christmas time and he said, oh, I'm smoking this week and then I'm quitting next week. I think it was around New Year's. And I said, well, why are you quitting? He said, for my kids. I said, no, you're not. He goes, excuse me? 
I said, he goes, yeah, I'm doing it for my kids. I, you know, I've got to live a long life and this and that. I said, if you're doing it for your kids, you would have done it years ago. So you're not doing it for your kids. So let's squash that down dead. So that was, it was a false. Yeah. And, and sure enough, he's still smoking, right? So um, it's, it's working out whether you, or accepting that you need it and then going about doing it. Wanting it isn't enough. Wanting it isn't enough. I don't. It's probably the long way. Well, you're right, mate. You're right. It's there's a book that I I finished reading not long ago, Atomic Habits, and it's uh, about the small daily habits that you've got to implement for that change. And mm. if you want to change, you, you can't go right. I'm now not going to be. I'm not going now. I'm not going to drink a bottle of red a, a night. You've got to change the habits. You've got to make it harder to get the wine, or you've got to put a different you know connection to that. Uh, but if you don't think you need a of wine out of can, but if you don't um, think you need to stop it, that's the point. Though. Like you, you go, you pick up a book like Atomic Habits once you realise that you actually need to change. What you're doing, I yeah. bought, I picked that up at the end of last year. I'm still not past page four. I got to the, yeah. the Valley of Latent Potential. Yeah, I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> to talk about your habits, Chris, I I really vouch, uh, you know, not to drink uh, more. Uh, so I bought a fridge with a, a key. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I can't find the key now, uh, so I can't lock it. That's a difficult thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think it's, I think it's like what we say. You know, this the the teacher will appear when the student's ready. I think change is as much as exactly like that. We don't change change until we're ready to change because again, change requires a different part of us to come to the surface, and a lot of people. They would rather stick with what they know than then go through the pain of what they don't know. You maybe know, I maybe I disagree with you there because sometimes you don't have to be ready to change. Uh, I I didn't I didn't I didn't care. I mean, if you listen to some of our podcasts, even it was before your time, Lou, where I thought, ah, you know, wait and the whole lot. I I'm, I'm here to keep my my joint until I'm old, you know, so that my joints are brand new. I tell you what, when I experienced some of those health issues, it was no longer, uh, am I ready to do this? I have to do this. Yes. Yeah. It's got to be a catalyst, and the catalyst can't be a trophy on awards night. That's the point. Oh. Catalyst is, like I said before, is the pain. Exactly. So the pain and then the fear, and it's that fear of what is my health going to be in, you know, 12 months, two years, 10 years, you know? Will I be here in that time if I don't change my ways today? And what's going to change is those small habits, and you know. Why does it have to? Why does pain have to be the catalyst, though? Why are we because so? Because the majority is, is, I know. I know. I know it. I know it is. But why are we so? Okay, stupid? so this is what why I. Why are we so I mean, stupid as humans that we can't <laughs> go? We, we can't go. Shit, this is going all right. Imagine actually, if I change this and this is to go even better. Why do we have to wait till I, we're? Because it's actually or, in our DNA. It's in our DNA, Ken. From the time when we were cavemen. We would go down to a watering hole to drink or gather food or whatever, and a freaking big saber-toothed tiger would jump over the side and eat someone. We would remember, don't go to that watering hole at this time. So the yeah. fear of being eaten stopped us, right? So as humans, fear is a bigger trigger for us than pleasure. It simply think, is. I think, and I, think, I think there's two kinds of uh, change as well, though. There's the change, like what we're saying, how do we change to win on win an award next year? How do we change to stop drinking? How do we change to stop smoking? Well, there's that kind of change. But then there's the change that comes suddenly, the loss of a loved one, a marriage breakdown, you know, um, losing your job, COVID, war, like God knows. Then there's the changes that we have no control over that happen 
that rattle us to our core and that puts us on a different path. And I think, yeah, we've got the three things that we're born with a clean slate. Obviously, we're born not knowing anything, but we learn from our nature and our environment and our genetics of, of how our belief systems and our coping strategies. And I think that's the thing, like we can't change our DNA. We can't change how we were, the environment in which we were born. We can change our environment now, but you know, the, the, we've got to, changing requires obviously strength, but it's changing sometimes if it's like, if we're thinking about like belief systems, for example, if we've all thought for, for, for our whole life that, um, I don't know, like a, a scenario, like we believe something this way, like for example, let's talk politics. I've grown up with a family that have always gone one way, one way, like let's say labor in this instance, they've all thought labor, mm. labor grown up and gone, oh, okay, well, that's what I need to do. Then. Mm. Changing our beliefs and our, and our, and our belief systems and our, yeah, our, our coping strategies. I think that's mm. kinds of change. There is. I, uh, I, I still want to. Well, I'm booing because you're bloody Labor Supporters Union. Oh, I didn't say I was a Labor Supporter. How they go on the trains this week? <laughs> yeah, they had the trains go this week for everybody. Good. Um, you obviously don't. Listen I still want to. I still want to talk around the idea first. The idea further of why pain has to be the catalyst. Why can't let's let's simplify it, right? We can look at someone and go, shit, they're fit and healthy. I wouldn't mind being like that. That's not using pain as a catalyst. That's using something positive as a catalyst. Or we can wait till that person has a stroke and then go, oh, shit, now I want to be fit and healthy. That doesn't make sense to me, right? We're using pain as a catalyst. We, in, a, in a real estate sense, we can look at someone who's making, doing $200,000 a quarter and we can go, shit, I wouldn't mind some of that action. There's a positive catalyst change or we can wait until we've made no money we're about to get sacked or about to go bankrupt and then go oh shoot i'd need to do two hundred thousand dollars a quarter why aren't more people just looking at something going yeah i wouldn't mind a piece of that why is it pain i don't the i get the bit about the line eating a person down at the waterhole but it doesn't explain to me why we have to wait until we're hurt or someone around us is hurt before we do something and i'm I'm guilty as charged in some instances. Like my health is the same. I had to get, I'm, I'm only just now starting to do something about it after pretending to want to do something about it for four or five years. And I don't know what the catalyst has been for that, but it was it definitely wasn't a positive one, right? I'm, I'm a mess. Yeah, but you, again, what you say exactly what we're saying is you have to wait until you have to. And yeah. that's what most people do, okay? Most yeah. people. Yeah, but I want to know why. I want to know why. Wait, wait until I finish. Wait. So that most people will wait until they have to, mm. right? Nobody, because it's too much effort. I've seen these guys that are built like Reese from Charm Heaven. And I'm going, I'm looking at him, I'm going, no, nah, that's too much hard work, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to go there. I don't need that. If I, if, if, if I have less fat, I'll be fine. I don't need those kind of Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of muscles. But then I'm just thinking, is it possible then that when someone looks at a top performer, a top manager, for example, and they go, yeah, I like what he does, but you know, I'm not him. I'm, I'm happy with what I have. So, so they justifying their own uh, you know, circumstance because deep inside the, 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 the program is I'm not ready to pay that kind of uh, price to be like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I, I don't know. Can you, you had to wait until you 
you probably felt like something about your health and then then you start doing it so so you're driven by that too i said yeah. i know what guilty yeah, so as yeah, charged we all are, we all so 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 you can't really discuss the fact that the limbic brain is the first part where signals come in and only if it goes through the limbic brain now the neocortex can start thinking about it until it goes through the reptilian brain which is doing everything in automation anyway the limbic brain stops a lot of people doing this is why current affair is so so uh, famous they talk crap on current affair and most people are listening to it because they go it's uh you know it's it can only be like good information while i'm cooking it's garbage yeah it's the biggest load of garbage on the planet so yeah. then how can we how can we change that then because it, it's got now, to change now, right? this, is, so, this is our second part this is our second part. so the first thing to think about change is what can we change the war in i mean what's happening now in ukraine and russia fuels going up already it means that the price of commodities food and everything is going to go up it means that a an inspection with a buyer now is not going to cost us what's going to cost it it probably a an inspection with a buyer in terms of fuel and, and, and gas, it's probably going to cost an, an extra 25% soon. So now maybe that creates so much pain that we're going to qualify a bit more as when we qualify buyers. That, you know, and then we have to go and, and buy food. And, and um, I feel for the people who are on a fixed pay because they had $500. But now it's $500 when cost is going to rise plus 10%. So their $500 is gonna be worth just 450. Then they're gonna have pain. And you know what's gonna happen then? Then they're gonna be open to jobs that pay better. So that's change that you can't control. I think first thing we need to do is to focus on the change we can control. Yeah. Is there a way though we can change that mindset of having to wait for pain before we change? That's what I meant. How do we change that? Bit? Not gonna happen. Uh, yeah, that, but that, this is why- For ourselves, why for individuals. Don't worry right. about everyone else. Everyone okay. else is listening. I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the first one, and hopefully you guys will will latch onto it. I think that the first thing we need to do is to really think. Instead of trying to change 100% in one area, just change 1% in 100 area. Yeah. Because that is much easier to try and change 1% in all of these little things that we need to be doing, because mm. we'll we'll be successful very quickly. And and the funny thing in our head is. It's also a routine. When we're successful at doing this now, we're successful at doing that and that. Like for example, every day, I, I can't go by without riding my bicycle now every day because that success got me hooked. And now I have to, whether it is at four in the morning, whether it is at night, it doesn't matter. I have to have it. I can't go without doing those exercises that Robert showed me. It, it's, it's part of the deal. So why? Because when, and this is a good example. Robert, when he first started exercise with me, he said, just do 10 squats. Next week, we'll do 20. Then following week, 30. And now I'm doing 50, right? So, and, and, but the first week when I did 10, man, I, I was over the moon. The, the first week when I had to do 10 sit-ups, it took me three goals because I had to do four, three, three. <laughs> now I can do 25 in one set. In one set. So, but, but, when you achieve that 10, you went, whoa, this is good. I can. And that, that is what I call the 1% in 100 areas. If yeah. I change 1% of my 100 kilos, I've lost 10 kilos. There you go. Look at that. Each kilo I lose 100 grams off, we're good. We're great. I'll still be 20 kilos overweight. But that so goes back to what Chris. That's your tip. 
That was my tip that you spoke about. So what's your tip, Ken? I haven't done too much thinking. Come back to me. Oh, well, uh, okay. Haven't done too much thinking. No, but I can't. You can't quantify it into a... Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can leave the podcast now. See you later, boy. Games come up with crap for the week. <laughs> so it's not a tip, Rod. It's... Right, we I look at it as an overall, no, but it's an overall, and that's what I was trying to ask. How do we change that feeling of pain to pleasure? Because when I look at work, for example, I don't have to wait till I'm struggling to go to work and work hard because I enjoy the benefits of, which is what you're talking about, the success. So um, I can't quantify it in tips and break it down right this second, but it's just an overall feeling. It's an overall thing you have to have in your way. You just have to have some go. If you want to change, just fucking do it and, I've done so well. I hadn't sworn until now, but that's not true. That's your second one. I've been counting. You, you said it. No, I didn't. I haven't sworn. I haven't said it on the podcast. What are, what, what are we betting? I'll you bet whatever. The F word earlier. What are no, we betting? On the on the actual live podcast or when yes. you started recording? Yes, yes. we're betting a thousand dollars. I'll bet you a hundred. I bet you <laughs> per person. Okay, a hundred grains. I bet, no, I'll, bet, I'll bet you, Luane, a hundred dollars. All right, I take it. You've lost that it. I haven't said fire truck since we started the live podcast. Yeah, you oh, said you said that. Crystal's yelling anyway, out no, Chris. so may Crystal's yelling out no, so maybe <laughs> I have. No, no. <laughs> yeah, but that's just. I think the tip is you can't wait. There's no point waiting, right? Like I said to my brother-in-law, if you really wanted to quit, you would have quit six months ago. There is no waiting for awards not to get inspired or waiting for the book you read to start making a change. you got to start somewhere. Stop getting ready to get ready. Damn, yeah. that is not a tip because it's it, you telling people and you can't wait and they go, well, I'm not waiting. I'm starting next year. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm waiting I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. This is going to, seriously, man, this is what, this is what. I said, I'm, stop getting ready to get ready. Stop yeah, it. Give them a tip so they can start now. My, mine's very simple. Just find 100 areas where you need to improve in sales, listings. So what, what hey, about we're talking if, about if, people if I'm, that if I'm prospecting. Think... Just if, if I was used to do 30, I, I just want to do 33. Yeah, all right. You, you just poo-pooed. Hey, you just poo-pooed me. I'm going to poo-poo you. Most of the people you, that you don't try, change. You, hey, you can, most of the people. Try, hey, listen, don't interrupt Wait. me. You can try to poo-poo me and then we see. We're of the uh, Russian war happening, mate. That's good, mate. Because right. most of the, well, most of the people, hey, most of the people who don't change, how is someone who doesn't think they need to change going to come up with a hundred things they want to change? They don't think they need to change anything. But that's that's they why we come here, up with that's one. Like, that's why we hear we saying we saying give them a tip. All right. Right. So, well, my tip is don't listen to you because a hundred's too many. Find one thing and start with that, and then add right, another all thing. All right. That's a bad tip. What about you, Chris? Um, I, my first tip was start looking to take away any excuse that you've got. It's mm, a good start start looking or just take away. Here's the thing: so you're getting ready to get you've ready. You've got to find those. You've got to find what you're using excuses. That's what I'm saying. You've got to find what you use an excuse. I used to use my family, and then Thomas goes, "Go and ask him for permission." Yeah. So I did. It's simple. Um, because uh, you haven't got your gym gear ready. Get it ready the night before. Start taking away your excuses. The exercise bike is too far away from the office. Put it in the office. Take away excuses. Yeah. So my first first thing would be take away your fucking excuses. Yes, I swore. Uh, your first thing, the first thing is the first word you kept using, Chris, which is the same as mine, start. Yeah. 
Everyone write down 100 excuses. No, no, so we got, we got yours. We got, we got yours, Ken, which is like start straight away. All right. I, I think that uh, takeaway excuse is a good one. What's another one, Lou? And then afterwards, like whoever's got idea can come up with. Well, I think I, I need to sort of break it down into four different things, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, one no, tip, no, Lou. No, no. Why does it have to be one tip? Why does it have to be one Because that's what he asked for. <laughs> No, he, he, he said, said give me one, one and then we can go into more if you need to. He said, oh, we love you, Lou. Love the hairdo. Come on, tell us. Okay. You did your hair um, again. Okay. I think, I think, okay, the first thing is I think we need to learn new habits, okay? Because I think we all are stuck in our old habits a lot of the time. You know, as simple as a small habit, I encourage my team, one page, one line, one podcast, be it five minutes, 10 minutes. You know, I think that's, that's an important thing because you just start small in terms of what Thomas is saying, the 1% over hundred, I just try and say, adapt one new thing and do it really well. Yeah. Thomas's um, tip is rubbish. I think challenge your self beliefs. I think that's another big, big, big one. You have to challenge your self beliefs. You can't just go with what you know, because that's what you've been brought up to be told. I think that's really important as well. Um, you got to focus on your efforts. You got to. You, you can't say I'm doing a great Let's job. Bring tips, Lou. Yeah, but, but you keep yeah, on I'm, going. I'm, I'm happy. You'll get a hundred, mate. There'll be a hundred. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm giving you <laughs> and you got to focus on your ha- uh, Sorry, on your efforts. Um, okay. I think. I think you know we can all say that we're busy, or we can all say that we're having a go. But are we having a go? And I think that's the difference. And the other one is, if you really want to change, start acting the bloody part. You know, I think. We talked about it in our, Thomas came up and trained Tari, uh, Pop Macquarie and Foster the other day. And one of the things left the team saying is, you know, if you're not the person you want to be, start acting the person you want to be because naturally your body and your mind will take over, you know, acting that way. So I think that's my four tips broken down into one. Act as if. <laughs> Act as if. Yeah, yeah, yeah. love it, love it, love it. Act as if is one of the success principles by Jack Canfield and Brendan Burkhart put it in um, his latest, his, his one of his last books too. If you're not there yet, act as if you already are because eventually yeah. you make become here. Did you make it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, here's, here's my next one. If, if you really want to have, listen, winning the award, like Cam says, may not be nothing, but it is a symbol that it is a recognition that your peers have seen in you the, a, a whole set of habits that defi- defines a champion. To work out so, what you want. So when it's happening like this, one of the things that I would do is go and find the champion. Sit down with them, shout them a lunch if need be, and ask them your list of questions. Success Once you have good. that, go and do that. Because if I find someone who's got a recipe for making gingerbread, and I'm I'm not a, a pastry cook, but I believe that if I followed word for word what he's telling me to do, I would get the same gingerbread. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I think that that's what we need to be doing. So here's another tip. Mirror someone successful, someone who's done it. Success leaves clues, yeah? Yeah. I think is that is that your is that your tip? No, no, no. That was okay. just I was just re, I was just chopping down. Your, I was just chopping down your diatribe into bloody four words, mate. You could have saved us a lot of airtime. Success leaves clues. I think one. It's a bit. Of, 
it's not really a contradiction, but we talk about mastermind groups all the time and finding people who can do what you've done. Love so association it. is key. No, but that's not my point. It's actually good. it's actually contradicting my point because my point is, and it's a, time, a line Thomas uses a lot, if it is to be, it's up to who? Me. It's up to me. You're on your own, guys. You, you can't wait for someone to do this shit for you. If you want to change, it's got to come from within first and foremost. And if you're waiting for someone to do it for you or, you know, you, you're, gonna, you're not going to win that. Now, Mastermind Group is part, part of doing it yourself is to go out and find your mentors and look for people who are successful and do all that stuff. But association is a huge part of it, but it starts with you and it ends with you. If it doesn't work, it's no one else's fault but your own. And if it does work, guess what? The best part is that's yours, right? Yeah, so you exactly. can celebrate that. You got yeah. to accept your losses. And that's why, you know, people look at me as a, oh, I've got an ego. I know that, but I celebrate my wins no. harder than any. I celebrate my wins so frigging hard. You know why I celebrate them so hard? Because no one's harder on himself when I lose than me. Yeah. Because I take all the responsibility for all my losses. And yeah. then, but you know what? I'm sure is shit going to take all the responsibility for all my wins because you can't have it both ways. You can't take credit for everything good in your life and then blame someone else for everything bad in your life. The world doesn't work like that. I think going back, Cam, to what you were saying before, why does it take pain and all the rest of it? I don't think it's so much that it takes pain. I think because change requires such um, strength, like internal strength sometimes, I think that's that's a difference there. It's like new, like we were talking about New Year's resolutions. Most people fail because it's a hope. It's a hope of what I want to lose weight. I want to give up smoking or this or this. It's a it's a hope to want to do, but they're not willing to pay the price. And I think that's yeah, tell said it's a refusal to pay the price. I'm not running a marathon because fuck training to run 26 kilometers, and that's the third time I've sworn TL, so That's fine. That's right, but you know that. But that's a thing. I think some people are either willing to pay the price or they're not. And I don't think there's no one out there that's not willing to pay the price, but it's sometimes, unfortunately, takes an event in life before they're uh, ready. There's heaps of people willing not to play the price, mate. I, you look at the work we're in. I, we've all been there. We've you all can, those up. people may come to an point in their lives where they will change overnight. Well, they I guess our definition. I guess but our I definition think, of it, what Louis tried to say that you need to be willing to pay the price. She said you have to be willing. To uh, she said I don't think there's anyone out there who's not willing to pay the price. I disagree. I think there's a hundred percent people out there. And people have a hope, but when when it's the change that you really, really require, be it for health reasons, family reasons, work reasons, award reasons, whatever, when you want it as bad as you want to breathe. You'll change. You'll pay. Yeah, no, but that people drink themselves to death every day, Lou. So there's people out there not willing to pay the price. But that's the price of them dying is not big for them. That's right. And the price of the consequence on their family is not big for them and all that. They have such little self-worth and care for everybody else that 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 has left their brain years ago. I was about to say, we're all in an industry, right? Where we know that there's people out there, Lou, who won't pay the price. We've been to houses that are diabolical we've had to sell houses in situations that are absolutely yeah. like from from our point of view or from our perspective how could you do this how could you live like yeah. this how could you allow this to happen yeah. so there are 100 percent people out there not willing to pay the price and they're the people that you know there's there's people tls had the same conversations with the same people for 15 years and some people just aren't willing to pay the price mate. i think that comes down to a lot of people's different values at the time as well so you know you know uh when they go through those sort of points in life um my next tip would be um we in australia we have a saying is you know tall poppy syndrome that you know people who 
stick their head above the crowd, get pulled back in or chopped down. And unfortunately, I, I suffer I it every I, day, mate. Every day. <laughs> I think a lot of people would rather fail with company than excel by themselves. I think sometimes people are a little bit, I don't know if embarrassed or shy or whatever the word is to actually excel because of their fear of losing what's around them, losing family, friends, and so forth. Mm. Um, if that's the case, I'd say to those people, if that is the case, those people who don't want you to succeed shouldn't be your friends to start with. And those who do want you to succeed, you need to find out those people and get them to support you to, on your journey. Yeah. So you're talking yeah. about the association, right? But it, they're going to have to be active. Right? Uh, absolutely. You really have to be active. There are people that I love to bits, but I would not hang around them. Right? And there, are, there were people who were very much uh, not supportive of me, very close to me back in my younger days, but I made the decision the day I'll be that the day I'm successful, I will go come back. And, and, and you have a look at some of the things, you know, people say, Thomas, you're hard on Cam. That's because I seen Cam more than what Cam seen in him. And when people say, oh, you were hard on her, I keep on telling them, you don't believe it. Go and check. His business, his entire life has changed 2000% since he's been around me at this level of our partnership, right? Why? Because he goes left, that is wrong, I'll tell him. And sometimes I tell him he, he doesn't call me back for three days because like a battered dog, he goes in, into hiding. Okay. Four. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> you're close to your allowance, brother. <laughs> but you know have what? Have we lost any listeners yet? That's all I want to know. But, no, but, but, but you know what? When I have a look, as a father, I see his improvement. As a husband, I see his improvement. That's my two most important thing. As a businessman, I don't care because that's that's just the game. Business is just the game. You get listing, you sell. You don't have listing, you don't sell. That's how it works, right? So the key is how what do we do to get listing? But the rest of the game of life, that's so much harder because I've seen guys who get a lot of listings and then their kids commit suicide. I've seen guys who who make zillions of dollars a year and their wife leaves them for, for somebody who who actually treasure them a bit more and give them more time. So you see all that stuff. So to grow in all aspects of, of life like this, association is critical. And don't hang around people who tell you stuff. And when you look at their results, it's not right. So here's my tip. Before someone gives you a piece of advice, ask them, show me your bank account. I'll show you my bank account. If yours is bigger than mine, I'll listen to your advice when it comes to business, because you obviously know how to make it run. The same thing as, if someone has got a beautiful child or beautiful children, ask, don't, you don't have to ask them. What you need to do is go to them and then ask them to tell you how to have children like this. So what we need to do is taste the gingerbread cake first and then decide whether that's a person that you want to follow the recipe from or off. That's once, you just, once you decide, though, that you're going to eat the gingerbread man, you have to eat the whole gingerbread man, right? You can't just take the bits of it that you like. You can't just pick the smarties out of the eyes and not deal with the bitter taste of the other stuff. No, you're talking about you have to follow the full recipe. You can't follow the recipe. Like, like, oh, I'm saying eat the whole cake. You can't just eat the bits you like. And if I, don't, I don't like ginger, so I won't put any ginger in my bread. If I... <laughs> I, there's, there's something very, very wrong with me because for the one compliment I get every now and again, like TL just sort of gave, there's there's 
15 kickings, right? So there's there's a few sour bits of fruit and then there's a lot of stuff that's got to be swallowed. You can't just search for the advice that suits you because that's not change, right? You can't look for association for people who back up where you are in life because that's not change either. Yeah, you were right. He was hard on you. If I went around looking for people to say that TL was hard on me, I'd find 50 of them, right? That isn't going to help shit, is it? It's not going to help my kids. It's not going to help my bank balance. It's not going to help anything else. So, And that's a trap we fall into. I get I get sent a lot of people who, when you know people are struggling at work, they'll say, call Cam, he'll tell you what to do. And because what I tell them to do is go to work, the amount of people who call me back is very, very slim, right? No, there's been a couple. Some people ask. Because they want, they want that magic. No, that's it. They, that magic wand. they want they want the bit that's going to help them. They want a pat on the back and say, yeah. oh, don't worry, you, you shouldn't have to do those numbers and don't worry, you can keep eating whatever you want and, and no one can fat shame you, right? I was a personal trainer too, so I've dealt with all that where – People, it's never their fault that they weigh 50 kilos more than they should and no one dared, how dare you call someone fat? You're fat, you're going to die early, you're going to have a heap of health issues. It's not fat shaming, it's just who you are and what you need to change. I never ate anything by accident. Hey? I never ate anything by yeah, accident. Yeah, no. That's, and that's, I mean, that's the world we're going. So that's my next piece of advice is you got to, if you're going to dip your finger in the cake, you got to eat the whole thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean... I was reading a thing during the week and we all know Steve Jobs and we know his um, position with Apple and everything else. And the article, I know he's dead cam, like I'm not an idiot, but I know he's dead, but for God's sake, but his position with Apple is under a tree. The article was about the fact that he was ousted from his own company. Now you think about that. You think about that. And why was he ousted from his own company? Seems like you know everything cam. Do you know that answer? I didn't know everything. I just know the bloke's dead. You said we all know his position in the company. Well, it's under, under an apple, an apple tree. tree. That's okay, so he was ousted from his own company because of his management style. Okay. Now, and as we know, because Cam's just told us, he's dead. But one of the things that he said about it was he didn't necessarily want to change, but in that moment he realised that he had to change. He needed to change because of what it cost him. And I think, you know, there's good change and there's change that, like we've spoken about, that's sudden and we don't expect it, but then there's change that um, we want, like change that we want for ourselves. And I think the change that we want for ourselves, like if it's to do with health, then we'll pretty much do anything for our health. Is to If it's to change for something for our children, there's not really many people that I know that wouldn't change if it was to the benefit of their children or something like that. But if it requires change, that requires a different level of yourself or a different, um, you know, belief system or something, then that's the harder change. I think that's the harder change. And I think that's where, you know. I think you're being too kind on people, Lou. Again. What again, do you mean? Why though? Well, before you said that, the, well, I don't know, that we all know that there isn't anyone who wouldn't pay the price for change. And then you just said everyone would change for their children. No, no, there's no, so no. many, so many. I don't, don't. Think, I don't think there's. And I know you're not that person. We can't fathom not changing for our kids, right? But I'm not a person that wouldn't change, but there's people that don't have the capabilities to change. I know there's plenty of people that I know would like to change, 
but they don't even know where to start. I know and, a shitload of people who won't change regardless of their kids, right? Yeah, Just but refuse. I don't know. Like, would, do you really think that they won't change? That's the thing. Yes. Do I ask you this. If those people... Mean it, you know they that, usually end up killing them. The, the people that you know that don't know where to start, do you honestly believe if they were led to where the start line, they would run the race? I think... Horse to water, find a way. I think you'll find a way. I mean, if, if, if you're really driven to do something, you will find a way. And whether that's through association uh, in real life or books, whether it's through doing it yourself the hard way or whatever it may be, I think if there's a will, there's a way. That's right. Nelson Mandela, though, we can't, there's no one's circumstances are bad enough that they can't change if they don't want to. No one's, none's. And uh, no one. It comes to, what I'm saying is, I think, okay, so what I'm saying is some people have the courage to face their fears and some people don't. And in the face, in the face of adversity, some people go into fight or flight mode, as we know. And when I say that some people just don't have the capabilities, to, it's not that they don't want to, they just don't know what to do. And I think that's the difference as well. Like, I don't like, oh, I don't know how to explain it to what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make, but I think there's not a person who wouldn't change if they knew how to change. I disagree. Well, that's fine. You're allowed to disagree. Yeah. And it's not even a bet. Look, I'm not trying to fight with you, Lou, but there's bad people in the world. There's people who don't want to change. There's people who had kids accidentally and blame the kids for everything that's wrong with their life. There is, there's people who throw their kids off a bridge there because you know, there's people who leave their kids in a car to go and play the poker machines for crying out loud. Yeah, but we're talking, that's about, people, we're talking about events, Cam. We're talking yeah, about I know. And they're people who won't change regardless of their kids. But if they got up every day and left their kid in the car to play pokies, then we're talking about an everyday event. We're not... You're, you're no, we're talking about people who want to change and don't. No, but we're not talking... Like, if someone left their kid in the car to play pokies, unless they've got 100 million kids, they're not doing that every day. Fucking you know, oath they are. I'm going to swear. Fucking oath they are. They don't just do it one day a week. They're willing to leave their kid in a car on a 50-degree day to go and play the pokey. They're not doing that once in their life. Uh, They're doing I'm it until... Now, I'm not talking... Okay, you can look at that as a change, but, you know, like, seriously, you can't use that as a decent example. I'm talking about change to be a better person, to be a healthier person. Not to leaving be a your kid in a car while you play the pokies would be a fairly significant change towards being a better person. I don't know why you feel the need to yell because we can all hear you. I'm standing away from the microphone. No, you're sitting right in goddamn front of it. But the thing is, I think we're talking about an overall change. We're not talking about a single event. It's, you got your popcorn ready? Yeah, there's going to be a roast. It looks like the movie's starting. But <laughs> the movie's allowed to start. So basically, anyway, yeah. the, Jeff is, the Jeff is here. He's joining hey. us. He's joining us. He's found... He's found like five minutes of uh, of spare time to join a bunch of idiots here. Hi, the Jeff. How are you doing? You're on mute, Jeff. Hi. How is everybody? Hi, hey, Jeff. Mate. How are you doing, mate? Really well, really well. I was just about to say, Cam's changed, but then all of a sudden he just got back to his usual self. That's <laughs> <laughs> to yell. Yeah. And that, that's, that's Jeff Wales never... say people don't change. People like Kev want change. That's very true. What a what a auspicious night it was um, two weeks ago. What a great night, man! Mm. That that place was pumping. Mm. Oh yeah. Where were you, Chris? So 
Some in, people uh, in a, in a self uh, self centered uh, self loathing. Oh, Jeff's gone. Set. Oh, There's bloody Jeff rubbing the salt in the wound. Unbelievable. Louise, you realise before before he comes back. I think that another piece of advice I have is we need to avoid distraction. Yeah. Focus. Life life gives us so many distractions, and people need to avoid it. It's it's. It's okay to have a side business to do it. It's okay to go and in and 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 do a, a little bit of restaurant work on the side. But in the end, you're taking very valuable time. What I think that you should do is you can't have a gold mine, dig a bit of that gold mine and go, oh, I believe that there's another gold mine over there I need to go to. Whether you believe there's gold mine here, then keep digging. Or mm. if the other gold mine's better, go over there. But you can't just... Is that, is that a recipe for success, Thomas, or a tip to change? That that sounds, if you were going to give someone a recipe for success, you would say no, you can't have a plan no, B, no. right? No, what I'm trying to say is if, if you want to make changes, don't, be, don't listen to this and then listen to that. Once you listen to that piece of advice, keep Commit. on going. Commit, yeah. You know? There's so many people, well, I want to do this, I want to change this. Oh, now I've got this opportunity. And then they, they're thinking about it. No, you know? Sow the seeds in your field. Yeah. Keep working your field. Yes, sir, Jeff. You're back. I'm back. Computer problems. Too many <laughs> high-tech things in front of me. Yeah, that was an accident. I didn't mean to hit that button, mate. I promise. <laughs> no, but it was a very, uh, very nice night and uh, full of very entrepreneurial people there. Yeah, there actually a few people said to me, it only took me 15 seconds saying hello to him to realize who he exactly was. So yeah. some people just worked out who you were, the Jeff. And some people still doesn't know, I don't think even, <laughs> even now. You blew your cover, mate. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I know, well done. All right, so the Jeff, what's your five minutes of wisdom uh, on this podcast, mate? Well, listen, um, I've listened to a couple of really interesting things and little tips and all that sort of thing. I, I was actually um, in, a, in a very large um, public entity company and um, we were very, very big on quantitative indicators. And I, I haven't really heard very much quantitative indicators from anybody today, except maybe losing 10 kilos of weight. And I think, you know, the whole thing about was can we actually change? and uh, how do we improve? And, um, you know, management textbooks and even going back to the 1800s, they, they would actually say that you've got to be able to measure everything. Yeah. And uh, unless you can actually start to measure something, you can't actually improve upon it. The, the reason we're not talking about that is that we're already measuring everything that we do, mate. The number of listing, number of sales, number of calls, everything's measured in our organization. So for a lot of our people, I'm very sorry you didn't uh, know that, but uh, for a lot of our people, they know everything they do is calculated. They know the number of calls, they get a yes. They know that if they call 50 people today, they get one yes. But they know that already. So if they want an appointment, they just have to do 50 calls. Yeah. Part of the, part of, Jeff's, Jeff's right in a, in a sense that we never define what change is because it's all right saying how do you, how do people change or should they change but how do you then define it and then how i guess he's right how do you measure it? how do you measure being a better person well, you know am i a better person today no no, than no, I was no, no. he's talking about kpi he's talking about the yeah well, i know kpis yeah. but also when you start to actually measure something quantifiably you actually need to look at the qualitative thing 
why does that one salesperson who does the same number of calls as the other salesperson get a better response? Oh. That's, that's what you're not measuring. Because their name's Cam, not Jeff. I think, I, think, I think what Jeff's saying is that we can measure, but why one person does it better than the other is the other person perhaps has better goals or, or has a definitive purpose or a reason why they're doing what they're doing. Some people go through the motions with not really knowing what's driving them. Yeah, not, not, not even that. I think in the activity he's talking about. So, for example, the activity, we, we we're telling them, Jeff, so, so we, we, there's a lot of training on all of that. For example, if someone does uh, 50 calls to get an appointment, another person does 100 to get uh, an appointment. We know already the difference is you're either doing it at the wrong time or you are not doing it with the right mindset and the, or the right words. Like if you're thinking about, if you're thinking about uh, uh, the argument you had with your wife, for sure, we know it's going to affect it. If you're using the wrong lines, we know it's going to affect it. And so, yeah, uh, in, in, in all of our training, I, this is the thing that I ask our people, you know, you have to be training every day and see whether what you're doing is right. But then it, then it comes down to numbers. Mm. Mm. That's a very good one, though, Jeff. What else? What else can you tell us that we, we've forgotten? Well, um, I think they're some of the most important things. Training is what you've indicated as well. I think that's very important. Um, Follow-up. And I think also um, mirroring, um, going with a senior person to actually yeah. see exactly how they and let them run calls. If you can actually see how a really a smart operator runs a, a call, especially for the newbies, um, I, I think they're very key things because I know that you know I might be okay with my uh, endeavors and medical equipment, but when I actually come and look at real estate, while I'm experienced with um, one sort of sales approach, you actually have to look at what value proposition you're going to be giving to that person. Yeah. Um, whether it's the customer or whether it's the salesperson or whether it's a, um, a prospective buyer. Yeah. What about life though, Jeff? What wisdom have you got for life? I mean, we, we, we're talking about changing people's skill level in different things with, with real estate or sales, but we're, we're, we're here. Rewards, man. Hey, we're talking about rewards. That's why we're there. Yeah. That's that, that takes more than a skill change, right? It's not as it's, the awards aren't skill-based essentially. No, no. Fully skill-based. So what's your tip, Jeff, someone's not happy with something in life and maybe it is not winning an award. What's the, what's the key to, I think, we, I think we don't really understand why people actually go on a downward spiral. That's one of the things that I, I don't think we really understand. You know, um, you, you raised it last year. Um, 20 people went off and, on uh, Are You Okay Day and um, they asked, Are You Okay? Uh, interesting enough, you know, you should be doing that on a regular basis to understand the real meaning of it. So I don't think we understand people's responses enough to stress, traumas, um, social dilemmas, isolation, and so forth. Mm. I, don't, I don't think we really understand a lot of that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, I think that's that's one thing. I think you, know, you need to really uh, communicate effectively. Yeah. Um, right. It's it's a very hard thing to change someone's personality or ethical framework or the way that they've been doing things. Um, because I think 
you know, I think you would have seen salespeople that would, or any operational people that come into your organization. Uh, and the expression is can't teach an old dog new tricks. So, you know, they're, they've learnt bad habits. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you very much for your input this week, Jeff. We're going to keep you invisible so that next year when you're around, more people are going to look for you in the room, man. And Take you know what care. we're going to do next year? We probably move you around and put you on some table. So that they never, <laughs> because they're going to come to head office table this time. This well, time head I, office. I, I, I sat with a nice table, but unfortunately, there's radical, funny people on the table next to me. Yeah, no. And they, they, they were singing all these stupid John Denver songs. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I'm bringing the guitar to the next one, brother. <laughs> you need to bring the banjo. Bring the banjo. There's no banjo in Country Road. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of deliverance. <laughs> thanks Take very care, much everyone. thanks mate thank thanks, you Jeff. yeah all right listen so uh, i think that he's made some bloody good points in it um i, I think that an, another one that i thought for is which is uh, semi what uh, chris has said i think making a promise to a loved one is is very good i, yeah. I still remember the first awards night i went to and and when my wife said um what do they have that that's better than you? And I said, nothing. And I said, watch me next year. That's where I'm going to be. I think that a promise to someone who means a lot to you, you, you just like, we'll, we'll do whatever it takes to just get there. Because, yeah. and, 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 and I think that, you know, the person who is supportive of you should really say, remember, you made me a promise. Mm, accountability. And then they, they, they'll go, yeah, I told you I've got to work hard. And that didn't work hard. And, and they go, now I'm feeling guilty. If I, if I let you down one more time, right, that's going to be bad. And I think that that needs to, to be part of it. Uh, I hope I'm on a promise later. Darling? <laughs> no, good. Yeah, he's got, all right. Course, he's got, so now, now I would like to address something that happened last week. We had the bully in the room. Um, and then we had someone who, who, was, who, who left a little bit hurt. And so I thought as a uh, Yoda in the room, Yoda. Uh, I, am, I, I, I would like to just address that issue, all right? So first of all, this podcast, for example, I know someone uh, who's been really trying to make sure like Paige uh, Harrell uh, was very much there to support Lou by saying, uh, putting a lot of input, which is fantastic, Paige. Um, but uh, I think you might, Lou believes that maybe you owe her an apology for last week, uh, Cam. Well, and you obviously don't believe that you owe Lou uh, any apology. No. Nah. <laughs> You're gonna put me on the spot. <laughs> right, get, the, get the popcorn out, brother, because we, we now are gonna sit no, down. No, there's there. no fault. I heard you're upset, Lou. I gathered by your WhatsApps you're upset. That's you're not the first person I've upset in life. You join a long, 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 long list of people, but um, I, I'm the king of the fuck up, right? I've fucked up more than anybody ever, and I've done it in public. Yeah, we're counting the swear words. That's all right. Man. Yeah, hey? just just do it without it now. And and um. 
Yeah, I cop it more than anyone when I do it. Last week wasn't about you copying it. Last week was started off as a joke. Um, a joke about a serious situation, though. I don't think what happened should have been taken lightly. Um, and to be honest, um, after the initial joke, when I saw that there was no... I would have just said, yeah, I stuffed up and I broke someone's leg, right? And when I didn't see that, that one of those uh, beautiful personality traits that I have, I just kept going and that yeah, I, it didn't I, I, come. It didn't come. And, and your one, mate, you, you told me once when I was having a conversation off air about how hard it was for me to cop three days of a barrage from somebody about all the things I've done wrong in life that, Oh, you know, you've just got to deal with that. And there was no malice in it and you've just got to grow from it. And sometimes the shoes on the other foot and then we've got to look at how we react to stuff. So I'm sorry yeah, that you yeah. felt the way you did. Yeah. But Cam, I don't know that you were entirely listening because I actually said in the podcast, and if everybody goes back and rewatches it, I actually said that I have apologised for my actions to Maria. And so I don't know, I didn't apologise a second time on the show. I'd apologise to the person who I hurt, and I, and I feel terrible about that. And I made a point of apologising to her. I didn't feel as though I needed to apologise on here again because I actually wasn't thinking that the incident would have been brought up on here. But that's fine, and I respect that semi-apology that you just gave me, which is beautiful. There's no apology, mate. I said, okay, well, that's fine. Well, whatever you just gave me, I respect that. I'm sorry and- you feel the way you feel, but that's not me apologising for the way you feel because I, you feel that way. I don't – You, that's a feeling yeah, that you're having. So here's how I feel. And the reason why I was a little bit, let's say, pissed off last week is because – A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Like maybe just a little bit. But – the, but the reason, Cam, is, you know, and, and, I, and I don't, and this is, and as we say, this, we have a disclaimer. We don't take anything personal on here and we, we're all friends and we all work for the same business. We all call us as a family. So there is no malice and there is no judgment. And there is no whatever. But, Cam, I think that you need to sometimes not use your voice in terms of the decibels to come across as the stronger person in the conversation and send your message because you come across as nothing but a bully, you know, and, and I'm not taking anything. I'm, I'm, I'm not being biased or sexist here, but I'm a female on here representing females and having a voice. And I don't appreciate being spoken over and talked down to. And every time I went to open my mouth last week, you cut me down. You cut me down and you spoke over the top of me. And yeah, I did wrong. I fucked up. I drank too much. I fell over on the dance floor and I broke someone's foot. I didn't go out on Saturday, the 12th of February to break someone's foot. I went out and had a good time and let my hair down with my team. Who no had, one said you did. Who had 12 nominations out, out of the 12 categories. No so one said I, you did. No, but you did. You, you made hands, it. Up, hands up if I've spoken you over you. You hands up if I've spoken over you or or uh, talk down to you now. on this podcast. Spoken over. You made a point last you week. Spoke, you spoke over Louise quite a few times. And no, yeah, but hands up if me. I've done it to everyone else. Hands up if I've done it to everyone else. Thomas, have I talked down to you and spoken over I, you, Chris? I, I know that yeah. you speak to everybody, but you know not what? Not down to, but over. Sorry, Lou. Over, but not down to. And I don't. I'm not. I'm meaning if I said down to, I didn't mean that. But I said. No, like, I have spoken oh. down to everybody, and it's one of my many personality uh, quality personality flaws. But yeah, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Lou. Just, just to, I, I, as I said to you, I, I, I think there was no malice, and I have not uh, told him about today, and he just repeat there was no malice. 
And secondly, please don't use gender on this here, right? You might be one female, but you're very important because you, you're saying that you're worth three men. But I'm going to have to say this to you. You are not the only one over here to represent the, the, uh, the female sex, right? We all know that Chris Zinola does it too. So, so we are 50 50 here. There's, there's, there's no... No, I do represent the wicked sex. And I mean, the, the, the female, the female <laughs> side. <as well. laughs> I do represent Magic the bullshit. <laughs> I think, Cam, like, I, I, I'm not, I'm going to be, I'm going to take the moral high ground here. And I felt last week I was getting a little bit attacked for something that I did, not intentionally, it was an accident, and we've all made mistakes in our lives. And I guess part of me feeling attacked was because I felt so bad about it. And maybe my reaction was that, hang on a minute, why is he being such a bully? Why is he making a, making a mockery out of me? I can't be the only one on this podcast that's made a mistake in life. And I appreciate it and I'll own it. And that's why I apologize. But I felt as though I was made an example of, which wasn't really required on every here. every single time anyone's ever stuffed up and in relation to anyone on this podcast they've all copped it you're not special no, right? no you're not no here's the thing a lot of people want to give it out a lot of people can't take it one of the reasons i alienate so many people is because i will say what i feel and i will stab everybody in the gut and Everyone is happy for it until it happens to them. Everyone is full of advice on how to deal with someone telling you how they really feel until it happens to them. Yeah, exactly. that is the problem. No, that is the problem that we face with all of it. Okay. Yes, I swear. I swear too much. I'm working on the swearing. I will it's never. Working. It's working. It's, it's, I, I will I never, ever, ever stop. Never stop telling people what I feel. I don't even care about the swearing. No, I don't, I don't care about the swearing either. But I, I will never stop telling people what I feel. Lou. I tell no, no, Chris. And I tell people how I feel as well. And, okay, if you really, like, it, it, it wasn't just what, it, it was how you how you went about it last week, Cam, you know. And, look, I, I'm not going to name names, but I had people messaging me going, who is that guy? Why is he such an oh, asshole? I'm more in, I'm I'm more than welcome. Oh four one oh four five. Call me. Who's call that, me. Who's ask that guy? me. They mean they mean uh, call me. They mean, call yeah. me. Instead of talking, hey, you, Thomas, no. instead of talking, instead Sorry. of talking behind people's backs and getting a bunch of group think happening and people going, Oh, he shouldn't have done that, call me. Yeah, right? yeah. The people who have a problem, Lou, the people who have a problem with me are people who have met me once seen me drunk, never had a conversation with me, have no idea who I am or what I do in life. And if telling you you're a goose for getting drunk and breaking someone's leg makes me the worst bloke in the world, I don't give a shit because I think you're a goose for getting drunk and breaking someone's leg. Just like I'm a goose for getting drunk. I fractured my skull on a letterbox once because I was too pissed. How much of a goose was I? Yeah, I'm I the know. first one to admit it. You weren't being attacked. You're stuffed up. Part of it was funny, part of it not funny. You copped a bunch of jokes for it. Anyone who's got an issue is more than welcome to call me anytime, but you won't because you don't like being stabbed in the gut. You'd rather stab everyone else in the back. Oh, that is the problem. I can, but see, this is exactly my point. Now you're making an assumption of everybody else. You're not, you, 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 you're not 
acting and and you, you said you've had people calling you and everyone's have, supporting you. You're, and saying, how dare you're I? saying that these people call me and say it to my face, you seven, because they won't stab you in the in, in the in the back or whatever. But these people, yeah, you're right. These people don't even know you. This is the people's perceptions of how you come across last week. And if I didn't feel the way I did, I wouldn't have messaged Thomas after the podcast and said, "Listen, what the fucking hell was that? What the hell was that? Seriously." Well, I'm unapologetic. <laughs> I'm sorry you feel the way you feel, but I am going That's to change who I am. An apology. That's fine. I, do you know what? I didn't even ask for an apology. That wasn't even my thing. That was Thomas's thing. But you know what? I don't need an apology from you, Ken. I understand you are who you are and I am who I am. But what you come across as to me and a lot of people is a bloody bully because you yell and scream. And when you don't have what, when you're, when you're not having your say or you're not getting across what you want to say, your way of coming across stronger is to raise your voice and yell. People don't see that as somebody with fucking whips. They see that as a bully. People don't see it as a podcast where we're putting on a show, have a conversation with me. I actually don't care what people think. It, it, it is, it is true. Defense in real life is not like that. He, I don't a, care. A nice guy. I don't care what people. I don't care what you all think. Right? <laughs> I don't. And if you think ganging up and going, oh, you're such a bully, I don't give a shit because I know what I, the people around me know, and I know how I treat the people I love, and I know how how I treat the people who pay me. I know how I treat my team. And if you don't like a joke on a podcast, don't listen to it. I don't actually give a shit. Mm. All right. All right. Okay. So, however, okay. Louise said she felt bad about it. So I'm sorry you feel bad, Lou. Right, here you go. That's all that we need. I said that. I said, I'm sorry you feel the way you feel. Yeah, but you didn't have to say the rest. Okay. No. <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Okay. Because the rest negated everything you said that was good, yeah? So, Lou, there was no malice, right? If, if anything, there was no malice. Uh, number two, yes, there are people who don't like uh, how Cam sometimes speak, but it's a podcast. He doesn't, he, he's playing a role. And, 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 and he's, 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 he, he played a very good role. I mean, I, as I said, I think if anything, Personally, I see you very quickly as 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 a lady and and Cam having a, a very good role on this podcast. The only two that have a very boring role is Chris and I because we two nice guys. I mean, no, he's a wise guy, and I'm 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 I'm, I'm Yoda. But the world does not want nice guy, wise guys and Yoda. They want controversy, you know, Sandlands kind of stuff and Jackie Old, right? So. I, I think that this is what people need to get. And, and I also said to you last week, there was no malice. Plus number two, the people who are criticizing can probably listening this week, All right? Yeah. And number three, if there are better people, they should really make a call to say something positive in your support, not to jump on the bandwagon. And, and that's joined back to what I believe we talked about earlier. People don't change because when someone gets something to help them change, the rest of the association wants to drag you back or wants to go in, in your support and speak about speak their mind about the stuff. 
People just need to just calm down. This is a podcast. Cam is playing a bloody good role. Uh, Chris and I, we're still looking for it. Yeah. Have you got something to say? I have one question. How's Maria's ankle? <laughs> that's the only question I've got, man. I'm sorry. That's the only question I've got. You guys can go get lost for all I care. All I want to know is how is Maria's ankle? That's all I want to know. Yeah. But, but this is the uh, boomerang kind of question because have you called her, Chris? No. Okay. So don't ask what you haven't called for. <laughs> Watching the podcast, text us. <laughs> All right, so guys, we are whole family here. For the audience who's listening, when Cam says the word F-U-C-K, he's not doing that. Cam, show us your T-shirt. When you use that word, what are you saying? What are you saying? All day I dream about sex. That's what he's talking about. This man is about—he's all about love. He's yes. all about love. He wants to share it with the world. Okay, so if you don't like it, please forgive me. And re if you really don't like it, don't watch. Don't Thank contribute to the group thing, man. Don't contribute to the group. Thank you very much. Bye. -bye. We see you later on, and the what to love Adidas will come back. <laughs> see you guys. Bye.